Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon. Brandon Wong Pickups. Hey, this is me, Todd Novak. We are so happy that you are listening to us right now. <laughs> That's right. Yes, we are the Guitar Knobs Podcast, and we are in for a great show tonight. Tony, what do we do on the show? We like to talk about gear. Mm hmm. Specifically, builders of said gear. Yes. Uh, sometimes people who are uh, do reviews of gear. Yeah. We talk to people who uh, sometimes do demonstrations. Yes. 101s to learn stuff. Oh, yep. and 101s to learn stuff, yep. too. Builders of amps, pedals, guitars, so and the like. we like to talk to uh, the boutique builders, if you will. Correct. And get their background story and what's new in their worlds and what's coming up in their worlds. That's right. That's right. Uh, and we've got somebody very special on our show tonight. Uh, who are you, sir? I am Balthazar DeLay from sunny Chicago. Awesome. And I make amplifiers. Yes, yes, yes. And some mighty fine ones at that. Uh, We are really excited to get him on the show to get you. You're right there. You're not in third person. You're you. We are excited (laughs) to have you on the show. That's right. Um, (laughs) I kind of like keeping it a third person. Yeah, let's just reference him as if he wasn't here the whole time. That would be really... (laughs) That would be so strange, right? Let me tell you what Balthazar thinks. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. With a name like that, you can get away with it. I mean, let's be honest. There, there is a, there's a story behind that, which was that when I was beginning my amplifier company, I was kicking around for all kinds of names. And, uh, after a couple of weeks of that, my friends had an intervention with me and they were basically like, dude, when your name is Balthazar and you're starting a business, <laughs> exactly, it's yeah. already been chosen for you. Yeah. You don't, you don't have any work to do. You got the easy part. Yeah. So you, you and, automatically and, have free reign to start a shipping line to start right? a, a liquor uh, company uh-huh. to, uh, I feel like it's a good bond villain. Kind I was going to say, yeah, if you know? ever, if you ever wanted to be yeah. a villain in a movie, that's a perfect a, name. A jewel thief. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the Balthazar Corporation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's nothing. We make evil. It's terrifying. There's nothing you can't do. Right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, Although so I, ice cream might be a little bit weird, like Balthazar. Yeah, that is weird. It's, it's, like, it's a little heavy. Scary flavors. So, so how did you come to have the name Balthazar? Uh, how did I come to have the name Balthazar? Uh, it's a weird origin story. So my parents were living in the UK and they were, uh, they were all about all things glam rock. So they moved to London. They moved across the street from the Chelsea drugstore from the song. You can't always get what you want. And they, uh, and their friends all had this kick where they wanted to name their children after villains. And, uh, and so they had a friend who named a kid Othello (laughs) And I was next, and I got Balthazar. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Well, 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 boys, we got a little bit of announcement action here. Uh, want to say a massive thank you to Rode Microphones, Who? as per usual. Rode Microphones. Rode? Yes, sir. Rode Microphones. Guy from Australia. Uh-huh. Uh, the Rodecaster Pro, making us hum and buzz and do all the awesomeness. Uh, capturing no our buzzing. voices. No, no there buzzing. No buzzing. And no humming. Boy, that was a bad setup, wasn't it? Yes. This thing is silent. <laughs> silent but deadly. <laughs> yep. Like Jared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Usually, yeah. 
Uh, and also the, the, the pro caster mic, which we've uh, been speaking into for a couple of years now. And I've just been absolutely flawless. Thank what you about, so much. What about the articulating arms? They've been holding these mics for a couple of years now. I love it. Yep. My yeah. personal favorite part. So massive thanks to Rode Microphones for doing that. Um, if you are interested in starting your own podcast or you just want to record stuff at home, this is a gem of a unit to do with. I We cannot speak highly, more highly enough about this thing. It, it is truly amazing. Uh, that's the Rodecaster Pro. And, uh, and they also make some mighty fine audio mics, too, for your guitar recording-ness stuff. I might go so far as to say it is a gem amongst jewels. Ooh. Well, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> but thank you for that, Tony. Left you speechless. I it also, just came to me. It, it just did, came yeah. to me in a uh, vision. Well, yes. <laughs> Uh, we also, I also want to just uh, read something real quick. We had a, we had a, a little bit of um, uh, listener mail. We don't have a thing for that. Jared, do you want to come up with a thing for that? Listener mail. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that a little bit. I don't know. That was like real that. smooth, but you know, it's, it's real close to your other thing. Yeah. So, um, a little echo and we should be good. Yeah. 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 We'll keep, we'll keep trying. We'll, we'll end on something that we love. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, this is Hey Knobs. Uh, this is from Mr. Joe. I'm going to say, I'm going to, I might uh, mispronounce this. Gaja. It's a G-A-J-D-A. Gaja. I don't know how to say that. Gaja. 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 I don't know. I'm sorry, Joe, for completely butchering your name. Anyways, it says, hi, Knobs. Uh, thank you for putting together a fantastic podcast. You're welcome. Uh, I'm in Portland, Maine, and usually listen to the podcast when I'm at work. You know who else is out there? Uh, Farm Pedals is out in Maine. Ah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Check, th- check him out. Lobster. Uh, he's been on the show. Listen to the Farm Pedals podcast. I can't remember what number it is, but it was really good. Uh, if uh, So back to, back to our, our pal Joe here. I've only recently picked the guitar back up after not playing for at least 25 years. Oh, This is not the first time we've heard this. This is a reoccurring theme, and it's really cool it's like a quarter of a like, century that's a long time it is a quarter of a century Whew. you should be an accountant um i found a nice used reverend sensei about a year ago uh, which i eventually gave to my daughter oh, oh man what isn't I, yeah that's a nice that's a nice gift um he he then found a a reverend tricky gomez that's another great one in gold flake oh what's up uh, and so when he saw that, he grabbed that, um, says, I don't play well, but enjoy making some noise. Can't fault him for that. Sounds like me. You guys seriously have a great, uh, great chemistry and it's fun to listen and learn. Thanks again to the three of you. You are more than welcome. We love, uh, mail like that. We also like hearing it like, Hey guys, you're screwing this up or don't do that or this. Or whatever. We never would get that. Well, it's, those, it's helpful. That, we've got a couple. We've, that, we've, that, that we've type tried of mail, correct. But that type of mail should be written on the back of a $20 bill. I, I would accept that. It's a man of the reverend. Yes, sir. They're right up north. I uh, do like that, that Tricky Gomez. That's a cool guitar. Yeah, indeed. You know, it's kind of a play off of a, a Trini Lopez. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, the, the boys there was in, a typo the boys in toledo i think they they uh, yeah maybe it was a typo we'll have to ask yeah. uh, kenny about that yeah mm. could have been triggy or something i don't know anyhow uh so that was really cool we appreciate that if you want to send us a note uh send it to todd at the guitar or dm us on instagram and also speaking of that really quick on instagram 
Um, look, I, I'm not above begging for follows. Okay. I'm just going to say that we have the numbers that, should, that we have for the show don't equal what's going on on Instagram. And, and we try to put out a pretty good, good, pretty good Instagram game. You know, I think mm-hmm. so do me a solid. All right. Do Jared a solid, do Tony a solid, do the guitar knobs a solid. If you listen to our show and you see us on Instagram, just hit follow. Just hit follow because that raises us up and gets us exposure to more people and we get more awesome uh, mail like this and more people uh, get to comment on the show and supply their would you rathers and everything. So you raise our boat when you follow. So let's get to some awesome stuff and out of this business. Uh, What are we doing this week, uh, gentlemen? Um, Let's uh, start with uh, Jared. Man, I've been anticipating this question all week long because I got a special little story to tell about. Oh, do tell. Do tell. What's not technically new in my guitar week, but is new now because I got something back. Okay. And so I'm going to tell the story as quick as possible, Jared's style which is probably not quick enough. But 1999, I got out of the service. I bought this 1970-71 gold top, Deluxe. That comes with the mini humbuckers, and it has the little cream beauty rings that uh, or cheat rings, or what do you call them, Tony? Uh, goof rings. Goof rings or whatever. They're technically called. That mm-hmm. go around, and they don't really need them there. Well, you know, see, they were originally there because a lot of the bodies that they were using, like in 68 or 69, when the Deluxes first came out, um, the bodies were actually routed for humbuckers. Ah. And so they had, the uh, Deluxes had mini humbuckers mounted in P90 uh, covers that are cut out. I ought to slip off one of those rings because you can. They're just held on by little spikes, little nails or whatever. I... I just may see what's going on there. I don't know. But yeah, anyway. I mean, but it, it I mean, it, it's possible that the body is routed for humbuckers Maybe. and that's what they did or it just they just put them on because that's what they were used or to. Or they were sloppy, you know, they 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 they, they, they from time to time did drop in quality control. But the thing looks awesome. It's been used um when I bought it, uh I paid a grand for it uh back in 99 and somebody had painted over the original gold top and i remember scraping all that off with a razor mm. so it wow yeah but i got it all off, most like 99.9 percent of it all off and there's a just a tiny little bit of gray residue from the primer they sprayed over it before they sprayed Jeez. on the new gold but they didn't you can even see evidence of a um of old lacquer that's still there and you can see player wear on the surface of this gold paint that i had uncovered it's That's really interesting awesome. it is it's really cool it's like i've thought about having it refinished and and it's like no why, why would, <laughs> exactly why? yeah why that's exactly that's the answer yeah, I, that, I that has do. a mahogany back right but i mean it, they were essentially the same yeah it's pancake body right um, so it's yeah, so the only reason i was asking i saw one recently about uh, that they called a dark back and I, i'm I'm not. It was a. It was a vintage. Uh, I. I don't remember what year it was. But no. I mean, essentially, it's it's mahogany or sandwich, mahogany, sa- or yeah. sandwich mahogany with, yeah. uh, with a maple top. Yep. Yeah. And that's what it is. 
But uh, anyway, I got hard up for money about 2001, 2002-ish, mm-hmm. and I sold it to a friend of mine. And um, over the years, I've said, hey, man, I'll buy that guitar back. And he's just kind of wanted to hold on to it because he loves it so much. Um, and I even changed the pickups up for him because uh, the original mini humbuckers of those That must old, have hurt. That must have been a kick in the gut. Um, just to, like, have it back and have not be able to have it back? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's not like I, I never held it against him, like people may think. Yeah. But uh, I got to thinking about it recently, and it's I really wanted it back because, you know, it was 20 years ago that I bought it. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I... T- <laughs> I didn't have any money when I got out of the service, so I I literally took a loan out for a thousand dollars. That's bank. commitment <laughs> from a loan shock. <laughs> no. Well, basically the bank was you know, yeah. I mean, it was easy to pay. I paid back. I got a job and all that, whatever. But um, okay. So anyway, I got it back. I so I I paid a similar price to get it back. Nice. And I have it back now. So and you didn't get you didn't bring it in. No, I didn't bring it in. No what way. The heck? What? I'll bring it here. Oh, I love that brother. guitar. What, so, what does that say about us? Uh, yeah, that says a lot. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess. You're more than welcome how it to is come now. over to the studio. See how it is now. Yeah, and play yeah. it. You guys come to my house. Mm-hmm. You can, you can look at any of my guitars, Todd. Thanks, Tony. Anytime. I appreciate on, that. Come on out to the house. Play it as much as you want. <laughs> anyway, I bet Balthazar would let me see all of his guitars. I'm about to talk about one. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Will he drive all of them here He'd into the studio? Would. <laughs> no. I think he would. Yeah. The He's pickup kind of guy. So I did, redo the, I, did, I did redo the uh, pickups in this guitar, and I will not change them out. Good. I thought I was, that's what I was going to do. But I was like, no, I'm, I hand-wound these. They sound really good, really balanced. They're potted so they don't squeal. So these had to be early pickups of yours. Yes. Yeah. They have to be at least 10 years old. Who signed? Is, really is your signature on the back? I don't know, but I can put it there. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I'll do it now. Yeah. Oh, I know they're mine. Yeah. But, well, so anyways, I look forward to meeting that someday. It's great to have the old friend back. Well, that's cool. Does that's it nice. Have a name? Hmm? Does it have a name? Did you ever name it? Some people named it. Uh, it doesn't have a name other than 1970 it's Gold not, Top. It's, uh, Gold I don't name my yeah. guitars, people. I name don't it Balthazar. Do Ooh. I don't. It's, it's a hunk of wood. That's what it is. Don't do it. It'll turn out all. It'll turn out wrong. It's, it's a, no good ever comes of that. It is what it is, and that's the name of what it is. All right. Doesn't have a personality. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's right. a cool story. That's a great story. It is a great story. I really, truly, I, I'm. I really am looking forward to actually see, seeing that in person. Uh, next time on the show, uh, Balthazar, what uh, would you like to talk about today? Oh, well, let's see. Uh, I came back from a little place called NAM this week. Uh-huh. Yeah. And NAM basically teaches you that you are a complete crap guitar player. <laughs> Doesn't it? Especially I mean, in you Nashville. Walk, yeah, you walk around and the 10-year-old kid is playing better than you'll ever play. Yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah, so... So here's a funny thing. Uh, when you when you design and build amps all day long, and you and that's your the main focus of your life, um, your guitar playing skills kind of go out the window. At least I found that that's the case with with my endeavors. Um, I used to be a professional guitar player, and now I'm uh, when I'm building guitar amps, I'm strumming an A chord and <laughs> and listening to it decay. 
uh, over and over and over again. And uh, so I thought I'd celebrate, uh, I thought I'd celebrate my renewed love of like wanting to get good at the guitar by, you know, what's better than getting a new guitar. Ooh, there you go. You know what I mean? It's like, you need, you need that kind of newness when you're doing anything creative. Like, you, you know, when you, when you paint the practice space, a weird color, that's like good for like three songs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. It's, that's just a change of scenery. Yes. So, uh, my guitar is a weird one, but, um, when you build an amp called the film noir and it's sort of based on old sixties, British amps, um, you can afford to be a little weird. So I got a Burns Bison. Oh, rad. <laughs> re, reissue, serial number 94. Uh, so made pretty recently, but really well made. I mean, surprisingly well made. And for those who don't know what that looks like, it's imagine a Strat, but with Brian May's uh, little pickups uh, on on there instead of Strat pickups. So it's cool. it's a weird it's a weird thing and it has a, it has a pickup selector that's got two knobs that you like a rotary knobs and you kind of need a, a math degree to figure out what pickup is on when for a while. And all you've got to go on is, is contrabass, bass, treble, and wild dog. So, I mean, what do you do? You immediately just turn <laughs> to wild dog. Oh, wild dog is wild the dog, obvious setting. <laughs> wild dog is, has to be the best setting of all of them. Yeah. You just turn it to that. And, and uh, and off you go. So that's been my week is, um, I'm going to start playing guitar again as a player, not just a, uh, not just a quality control yeah. <laughs> device with, with two arms and a, and a pea brain. Well, I think, um, also for those who aren't familiar with the Burns Bison, I mean, it, it, the, there are two things that two other things that they're known for is mm. the, the sort of extreme, more extreme shape of the yeah. guitar and yeah. the, uh, multi-piece pick guard, Tony. Yes. Dare I say it's 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 kind of more horny than a strat? It is. You could say that. It is definitely super, 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 I'm super, <laughs> super bisonish, poisony, yeah. angular. Yes. yes, it's it's very. It looks like a bison head. It does look like a bison. That's the uh, name. I would like to add to that and say, yeah, since I got my guitar back and it's new to me again, I did find myself challenging myself again as far as yeah. playing absolutely nice so yeah it it will you know i totally believe in that and uh you'll have I mean, fun doing the same i'm sure so i guess the lesson we've learned today is if the light turns green at the street you should go buy a new guitar yes exactly mm -hmm. perfect mm -hmm. what color is that is that that's green and black it's it's not the, the cool green on black it's the black on black oh that's oh. hey that's cool too yeah. It's the Moody Goth version. Yeah, but that huh? so that has cream switches and nameplate, yes. right? Yeah, yep. that's rad. None more noir. I like that. <laughs> totally, I like that a lot. <laughs> I'd play the crap out of that. Uh, <laughs> and I like it. No, I mean it would sound like crap. You that's what, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he'd play the crap out of it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So right. It's and all then, out. Then, then it would sound really it, good. Then, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, Tony? Oh, this week. God, this I've been huffing lacquer all week long. Yes. Mm. I have never had this many uh, painted orders. Uh, so I do a lot of guards that are clear with uh, either gold or white or whatever ba uh, back painting. Right. And um, I, I just like all this week. I mean, I, I it started on Monday. I shot a you know a half dozen of those guards. And then uh, just before I came down here today, I, I think I did another dozen guards some gretch guards really and different things and 
I'm kind of high as a kite. <laughs> <laughs> you spray in the shop then. Yeah, well, step I, outside and do. Well, a I quick... open up the back door and everything gets some ventilation going in there. Mm, but but it's still man, work. there's there's still a lot of a lot of fume it, going on. That there. stuff sticks around, man. I, well, because because I'll use that to spray on my decals for my product, and mm-hmm. it, like if I do that and my wife comes home an hour later, she'll still smell it. Yeah, you know, all yeah. the way upstairs. Now, Tony, you must have to be careful because, you know, we won't just give any disclosing loca- location disclosure, but um, Tony's place <laughs> is his back set. The back part of his place is the smoking area of a bar. <laughs> so, so I can just imagine Tony opening the door and going, <laughs> and there's some guy going, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it burns, it burns. <laughs> Toasted somebody's head. No, it was kind of, well, today I had the door open for a while and like all the people were out having a smoky. Yeah. And uh, it was like, what's that smell? Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> and like, they are you that? painting something in there? And I said, yeah, no extra charge. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. and it's also backs up to a hot dog cart. So like the, the, <laughs> we got the it all. smells <laughs> going on at Tony's place. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So that was my. I mean, it's been. It's just a crazy week. I. I mean, yeah. I don't, like they came out of nowhere. That's but, great. And Keeping luckily, the humidity has been tolerable, so lacquer does pretty well right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, for me, I have been. I set up my. Uh, mu- I got a music stand, so whenever I'm kind of messing around with pedals out that are off of my board, I've been using a music stand so I don't have to constantly bend over and, and you know, fiddle with the knobs and stuff on the floor. So I put them all on a, on a music stand now hmm. and uh, play it, you know, just standing because that's how I like to play. I can't play sitting down and I won't. Um, and, but I was testing fuzz pedals because uh, we're doing, uh, we got invited to play a Misfits tribute ah. Whoa. around Halloween. Yeah, so we've got like six songs we're going to do with like about six other bands, no, about six bands total. And everybody, they're doing a back line with a Marshall stack and a bass and the whole nine yards. And uh, it's just going to be every, every 15 minutes a, new, a band comes on and knocks out you know, six or so songs. And I think, and, and Ramones too. Uh, it, it started out as a Ramones-a-thon, but everybody was like, let's do Misfits. And so then everybody chose Misfits. But So here, I'm going to, speaking of the Misfits. Yes. Um, I would like to get a, a listener poll is how many people that wear Misfits t-shirts are actually fans of the band, the Misfits? <laughs> and which version and which version yes. of the yes. band and that's a fair that's i a see fair. an awful lot of misfits t-shirts on people that i, I man, don't I'm think so you, I, I, well that's a good question let's put it out there I, I put it on the we, internet we, we, yes yeah and then let, let, let me ask you this <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing though whether they are or not well it's just whether you're a poser or not i guess well i mean if it's a brand or if you just like the shirt Right. If it's a brand, I think even if they don't know, then they about just the then we then someone just needs to educate them a little bit. That's it. Oh, yeah, Todd, you're yeah, just yeah, being I nice. I am. Yes. I'm trying. Well, but I, no, I, I've, you know, I would want anybody and everybody to wear my brand on shirts, even if they don't know what pickups are, <laughs> or even if they were purple. Exactly. <laughs> Who would wear a purple Brandon Wound shirt? Oh, wait. <laughs> it's funny because I got people asking me for it now that I've wore it to Nam. Everybody's asking me for one. Can I have one? Really? No, because Tony told me not to make them in purple. Sorry. Yeah. All right. That's right. It's, it's all I'm your smart. Fault, Todd, 
Uh, no, it's, you said Tony. It's well, mostly me. Both, both, yes. both you both and Todd. told you not to do that. So that sounds like a cool show. It Where's it, uh, is, yeah, super fun. Where's it going to be? Uh, it's going to be at the big room uh, oh, okay. at CD1025 radio station. Yeah, so it's going to be a real hoot, real yeah. blast. Oh, that'll be a blast. So anyways, one of the, uh, about two of the songs we're doing require some um, some pretty decent fuzz action and not the kind of like hippy-dippy like psych fuzz, like grinding, like... Mm. big gnarly fuzz so i'm excited about well, that we've had a few of those pedals come through here that That's would probably do the trick and some. on the nose there buster anyhow woo wee that's a lot going on in our music world this week we hope that you are having an exciting music world this week as that was well. a great show we'll see you later all right that's <laughs> no it's not you know why <gasps> why because this one two one two three four on the floor all right, Balthazar, we need to hear your four on the floor, buddy. Which is tough when you have 11 on the floor that you need to whittle down to four. Fine. Right. Um, all right, I'm going to start. Here's, there's going to be kind of a theme here, which is, um, which is modern things that do old things better than the originals, in my opinion. Um, so the first one is, is the Caitlin Bread Naga Viper, which is ostensibly um, a treble booster and I got really into treble boosters but I always wanted a treble booster that would do what a treble booster did but like maybe one other thing right because it's kind of it's you know you 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 play with a treble booster and you kind of get where Brian May might have been going or where where Black Sabbath was how they were getting some of their tones or uh, or, or, yeah, or Mick Ronson Partois you know um, and then you realize that's kind of like all it can do and uh, it would be cool if it could do a little bit more so guess what does a little bit more the Caitlin bread um, does a little bit more in that you can you know for those that don't know what a treble booster does it kind of it's an ice picky peaky treble boost on your guitar signal uh, wow what if you could make that boost not as peaky and not as wide what if you could make it a little bit lower or higher in frequency make it a little more full range mm -hmm. and uh, and so that's what that pedal does and it's kind of a sleeper because nobody of, of the Caitlin bread pedals nobody really raves about it I don't hear many people talking about it but I think it's it's um it's a pretty great tool that takes that takes uh, a treble booster from a one trick pony to a Swiss army knife. So That's from awesome. one cliche to another. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and in that vein, I think number two would be my full tone, full drive two. Um, That's a which solid pedal. That is a pretty solid pedal. And that again, uh, I worked, so I was working in a guitar store at the end of the nineties, early two thousands. And we had a box full of non-functional, semi-functional, weird sounding vintage fuzz faces. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if there was a fuzz face that just, you know, somebody made a fuzz face that sounded the same every time. Mm. Um, fuzz faces can sound thin, they can sound thick, they can sound bright, they can sound dark, they can sound just totally weird. Um, and along comes the full tone, full drive too. So that's a great pedal, which allows you to kind of dial in all those different kinds of fuzz face sounds, whether you want something that's just sort of beefy to beef up chords, or you want something that's, uh, that's got that sort of classic nasal, uh, fuzz tone. It's got that. Uh, so pedal number three is another sort of a modern update on an old thing. And that is the Strymon El Capistan, uh, which is a drum echo and uh, a built in reverb that, that I'll get to later. That's a good um, one. I, it is a good one. 
Um, and uh, I worked for many years for the Smashing Pumpkins, and I was one of the things that I would repair for them were these these vintage Benson Echo racks with a rotating drum delay, which is a, a whole different sound uh, versus a uh, a normal tape echo. So. Um, what I love about that is you can dial in the sort of amount of wear that, that the uh, that the delayed drum is going to have in the El Capistan. Uh, in the case of the original, you just have to live with it as it is. But uh, in the case of this this pedal, it's an update of the oldie, and you get to have that if you want, or you can have a pristine delay. And then it also comes with this really strange reverb that I think is attempting to be a spring reverb, but is kind of nothing of the sort it basically just puts your guitar into a dark cave and uh, i mean you know who doesn't love that so um pedal number four i think would probably be the most basic bro of all my pedals though um <laughs> basic bro <laughs> <laughs> hey man nothing better than a basic bro yeah your pedals are basic bro um <laughs> this is my best <laughs> <laughs> This is my basic bro pedal, which is my beat up, but still working, totally stock, uh, 90s uh, Proco Rat. Oh, yeah. hey. And there it is. I was afraid you were going to say Tube there. Screamer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was, nothing wrong with that either. Nothing wrong with that either, but no, that's not, gonna, that's not the four on the floor. That, that, maybe, if, maybe if we get the six on the floor, the Tube <laughs> Screamer makes an, makes an appearance. So, I mean, what do you love about the Rat? The Rat is so... You know, this red is so right the way that it is. Um, what's up with the weird filter that that um, allows you to totally tame, you know, the, the high end of a screechy guitar or boost a little bit of high end on a, on a Les Paul if you want a screaming lead out of that? Um, oh, man. I mean, it's just it's been with me this entire time. And so, it, so that's that's an original rat, right? It's not an a, original. That's too. an original rat, which, you know, knock on wood is is not going to break anytime soon. Now, you know, we've had uh, uh, Big Ear on uh, the show and famously they've got a pedal called the Woodcutter, which is named mm -hmm. after the builder who signed his name Woodcutter. Which oh, is really? His name on the inside of the pedal. <laughs> so it'd be worth opening that up and seeing if you actually have a Woodcutter. I did not know. And maybe I do. Yeah. Maybe that's why you like it so. Yeah. Maybe well, so. Apparently that's the, like, that's the one, whatever that guy did, everybody loves like that's the golden one, I guess. So wood woodcutter, no woodcutter. I I stand by this one. Perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Well, and that, it, that's it, a solid four. Yeah, man. On the floor, I like that. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, uh, speaking of other solid things uh, like amplifiers, we have Balthazar delay on the show tonight, and we're super duper excited to learn about his amplifiers and. Um, you know, you got a you got a brand new one out, which I'm personally excited about. I, do. I, I like combos. I'm a combo guy, and as am I. Yeah. So, and not only that, but we kind of unknowingly, I think, um, you know, to, to steal a term from the last pedal, we kind of broed out a little bit on. I had a <laughs> I had a post that I did of a, of a Selmer amp that I found in Nashville, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and I just lost my mind when I saw this. Knowing full well, I, there's no way I should buy it because it had way too many knobs and like push buttons and <laughs> create. It looked it looked like an old hi-fi system. And I bet said, you're talking about a Zodiac. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. It was gorgeous, uh -huh. gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. amp. See, it looked good. 
Yeah. But how would it sound? Well, I remember telling Tony, I said, I, I feel like it just, I would be happy gutting this and putting something else in it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> uh, why would you gut it? Well, and if you're buying it from Carter, it's going to work. I yeah. understand that. But well, uh, I mean, people hear with their eyes anyway, you know. Sure. You know how it is. <laughs> anyway, so, so we uh, unknowingly had a little bit of a connect back then, and then we kind of tippy-tapped on a few other uh, connections, and uh, mm-hmm. I said, holy smokes, I got to get him on the show. So here you are, and you have a very, very interesting backstory, uh, which you actually have got going on in a, in a, a little video clip that I saw. Uh, the origin story, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, this is awesome. I hope nobody sees it before they hear this show. <laughs> um, I got to tell it again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Here, I'll just, I'll just bring it up on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, first of all, let's, let's do just a real quick tease with your sure. new product. And then we'll, then we'll go into the, to the semi way back machine. So the new product is, I guess, uh, in keeping with the theme of my four on the floor, which is, uh, you know, modern updates of older things. And uh, the new product is, uh, takes a lot of what I learned from uh, researching summer stuff, and I downsized it to something that was a, a little bit more club friendly, a little bit more stage, small stage friendly. And th- that got me to an 18 watt amp that, um, that kind of captures the spirit of, of some of the louder or larger summer amps from the early 60s. Very, very cool. And talk about the voicing on that a little bit. I think that's an interesting kind of a thing. The voicing, the voicing is weird, and um, the uh, the details of that are often a little too nerdy to, <laughs> <laughs> to, be, uh, to be honest to share. But what I can say is that uh, you know it's a 50 watt amp. It was a, started off as a 50 watt amplifier with EL34s that was pretty clean and pretty chimey. Uh, and didn't really sound like a lot of other stuff around at the time. Um, and it, uh, you know, for reasons that, like I said, are, are electronic in nature, it has, it's a weird circuit. It's, it stays clean for a really long time and then it starts to break up in a kind of a cool way. And, and, uh, if I could say anything about it, 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 something about it really just loves, um, distortion pedals and fuzzes, uh, and that's actually the way that you I originally have my full attention, Mister. <laughs> the, the way that I first saw it being used actually was when I was working for the Smashing Pumpkins, and uh, they were often using these really old, older the better Selmers with a fuzz in front of it, and uh, uh, and I I got really turned on by the amp actually from from servicing those, uh, and it took me a while to kind of fall in love with them. I didn't really know why I loved them so much. And then I realized just how well they dealt with pedals, but the clean sound in and of itself is just so phenomenal that you could, you could, uh, essentially you could, you could turn it up all the way and then let your, your volume knob on your guitar, you know, uh, determine how much distortion there was. So I really dug how, how it backed off into, into cleanliness, if you will, from there. Um, and then also could be boosted in this, you know, just, it just sounded phenomenal. Um, when you put a fuzz in front of it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's, that was all great, but the Smashing Pumpkins can play as loud as they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enter the 18-watt version. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm trying to get to something that's a little bit more portable, a little bit more, uh, more club-friendly. And let's, let's just kind of talk about, like, okay, so the original, the Selmer that we're referencing, the Zodiac, right? Yeah, sure. Is, uh, it's, it's a, a, an alligator 
a gray, like silver alligator. Uh, Indeed. Martian alligator. Yeah. With gold anodized panels and a black spark, black and silver sparkle. His, and, and wait, black, silver, and gold sparkle, uh, a grill cloth. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're, if you're not salivating already, <laughs> uh, there's more. It does have a band down the, down the middle, and it's like, I, I, oh my gosh, it's like, the, that's the most beautiful. I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't compose, I still can't compose my thoughts talking about that. Oh my gosh. We, we should mention the magic eye. The magic was eye? The, the, was the magic eye functional on your zodiac? Uh, was that the, uh, that's the push button, right? That is the thing in the front. That's a, there's a little tube that is supposed to flash in time with the tremolo. Get out. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not getting out. I'm here to, I'm here to stand by the magic eye. Mm, now I want it the, even more, but, but the, yours, the, your update, what is, what is really lovely about yours is that you're incorporating, um, your actual stylings. It's so it's like it's like a zodiac and a Balthazar had a baby. We're meeting in the middle. Yes. We totally are. Yeah. And I, does uh, yours have a magic eye? Uh, magic eye uh, TBA. Ah. <laughs> I am. I am. I am working. Yeah. Cure Nods exclusive. Um, <laughs> I am looking for uh, a hidden truckload of of what are called EM eighty fours, which is this magic eye. They were made in. Uh, They're made in Russia long after they got they were made here and uh and when i can when i can get a hundred working magic eyes in they go then we'll Beautiful. do it i've yeah. seen the those types of tubes i believe if they're the same ones in mm-hmm. in uh old old uh reel-to-reel tape decks that's exactly right yep that's that was your oh, level meter Jared, what yeah, the, and, damn yeah. holy the moly yeah. what <laughs> In he's the, he's more than just a purple shirt. Dropped a bomb on us. Well, yeah, and they they used <laughs> when you recorded. That's what would light up. That's exactly yeah. right. It was a nice. Uh, and you saw the magic eye. I did, and the one I in the <laughs> one I saw, it, it was in an old uh, crown. Uh, uh-huh. That was the brand, and it was who are you? It was green too. It was pretty awesome. They glow green. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so yep. impressed right now. Because <laughs> you thought no I'm one tickled. else knew about the nat- the the magic. No, I, well, no. I, it's just that you just yeah. dropped like a super obscure reference, and just like it was like, yeah, it's common knowledge, dude. Duh. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, nice. They're, they're well, all over the place. Man. Yeah. Well done, um, okay. Balthazar. What kind of speaker do you have going on in that thing? I got an Elnico Gold going on in that, and uh, yummy. Yeah, ah, man, I'm a man of expensive tastes. Apparently, <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> I chose the most expensive Celestian speaker out there. But man, it, it sounded so great. Uh, it's just got the right kind of British vintage vibe that it just brings to whatever. It, it, you know, and in fact, if, if I may be um, so humble, I think it, it takes part of the credit for the, the, the amp sounding as good as it does. It really does because. Um, that thing just sweetens everything. It overdrives cool. It's clean. It, ah, I love it. Yeah, that's. I've got one, a gold and uh, a, a UK green back in my. Uh, oh, nice. Z Best uh, two twelve cabinet. Nice. And it yeah. sounds. I mean, most of the sound does come out of the gold, uh, mm-hmm. but there's the. Uh, I think the. The uh, the old greenback. It's a, it's one of the bass voiced ones, and it's uh, it, it picks oh, up nice. a little of the bottom end. But mm-hmm. so the gold is that more of a mid mid range kind of voice? 
Well, it kind of is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's basically a higher wattage uh, Elnico yeah, It's blue. got the bigger magnet, right? And for, mm-hmm. the, for those that, that maybe aren't as familiar, when we, you know, we've referenced this a few times, but you know, we're, when we're talking about British voicing, Balthazar, will you, will you elaborate a little bit on that? Uh, what is British voicing? I mean, British voicing has less to do with the physical way that the speaker's made as much as I think it kind of has to do with the EQ that results. And that's kind of just like a pushed forward mid-range to me. I mean, correct me if, if you've got another definition for British voicing, but I think that that's, that comes out of Celestion and what they did and, and, uh, and some of the other speaker manufacturers just wanting to get more stage volume out into the, uh, out into the gymnasium. Yes. Yeah, I think and I Back think they the scooped day. it that way so that you're they did. Uh, a reverse scoop of it, I guess you'd say. Yeah. So that it would have more presence in the in the guitar realm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think they just they just wanted to add as much presence as they could because it excited the ear in a time when that was that was hard to come by. And you know, we just referenced speakers for that, but I mean, obviously, amps are certainly helping with that as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, amps have nothing to do with it, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, uh, so your your amp, uh, what? Uh, tell everybody what a mid voiced amp is going to do for you in a band. Well, what a mid-voiced uh, amp can do for you in a band is is let you cut through uh, a dense, you know, a dense band with a lot of other members. I've been and in a I've, bunch of bands. Yep, <laughs> a bunch of dense bands. <laughs> that would that would be that would be the first thing that it does. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why everybody tells um, so, the guitar so, player to turn down anyway. So, so cutting through <laughs> when, what, what when we're talking about that, we're saying you got yeah. you got your voice and you got cymbals, and that's kind of carrying typically the the higher end of things. Sure you yeah. frequency and so a guitar player um this we've we've kind of referenced this before when you're playing alone in your living room you want you want all the bass you want all the mids and you want all the highs you know because that sounds you awesome. sure do. yeah right it but, sounds great but then you get into practice you're like i can't i gotta turn up i can't hear myself and then right. everybody's like right. turn down and you're like yeah but i can't hear myself it's not the volume turn the highs down it's it's your eq mm-hmm Turn the highs down. So if you have a British voiced, uh, British voiced amp, or um, you know, or if you have speakers that are helping you out with that, yes, um, then you have a much higher chance of cutting through the mix. Yep, mm. yep. And think of those British bands at the end of the '60s that all had really, really cutting tones. They had those speakers. They had they had Marshall plexis, and they had either treble boosters or they had fuzzes that that were trying to put a lot of a lot of edge into that sound. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? I learned almost all of that on this show. Ah, I'm yeah. just saying. Yes, this show, right? Yes, here? for real. I was a I just was a, a meandering player that uh, didn't know a whole lot of stuff. That's one of the reasons why we like. I was like, you know what? I want to learn about more about this stuff. That's one of the reasons I started the show. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, on your eighteen, what are you using? Mm-hmm. Uh, are those six V sixes that you're using for? Those output? are going to be a pair of EL eighty fours. Oh, EL eighty fours. Cathode biased EL eighty fours. So. So how are you uh, going to get eighteen watts out of? You're running them super hot then. I'm running them pretty hot. And so does everybody else for that matter. Uh, it's not unusual to abuse <laughs> EL84s because that's where that's kind of where the fun is. Yeah, that's where the yeah. that's where the sound is. And that's what that's what's happening with a Vox AC thirty. That is that is an amp that's being uh that is being um 
overdriven. Well, I should I shouldn't say overdriven, but it's being uh, it's being abused over from voltage. the second you turn it on. <laughs> yeah, we it's being over voltage. Walking it's, in today, actually. If you're gonna run tubes that hot, have you ever thought about even just thought about maybe using one of those small computer fans inside? Because I uh, I do have an amplifier that does that. I remember that in the nineties. I remember uh, some people that would come through town that would have, uh, that I, where I lived that had like orange amps and yeah. they would run fans. Uh, Cause man, where the nineties were pretty loud mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, in, in so many ways, <laughs> in so many ways uh, in terms, in terms of keeping the EO 84s cool. Um, my, my contribution to the science of EO 84s is I, um, I tend to vent them better than they would be say on a box AC 30. Nice. Uh, and so uh, consequently, None of my amps have caught on fire yet. <laughs> yes. Right on. That's great. <laughs> uh, and well, they, they may not have caught on fire, but get, get ready. This is a bad one, but they oh. look like they're on fire. Oh, uh, oh uh, well that, that would bring up the Instagram post announcing the interview for the show. Can someone explain to me what the, uh, on the whiteboard, uh-huh. what is up with the, uh, the underwear on fire? <laughs> oh, you don't know. Willie. The- so that's no. that's from a pedal builder named Champion Lecky. Uh, his name is his actual name is Wooly, and uh, he's he's been he's been on the show a couple times. He's a, mm. a, a fan favorite and it's certainly a favorite of ours. But his whole thing is uh, underpants. Underpants. <laughs> I think it's great. Underpants and ske- skeletons. It's uh, it's fantastic. Is and sometimes skeletons in, in underpants. Yes. Oh wow! Yeah, well, are fire will do that. Yeah, uh, but legitimately, you know, um, we can we can talk a little bit more offline. But um, he's got some pedals that would probably sound pretty amazing in, in front of your amp. Yeah, right on. Now that's actually another question. Uh, are you? Do you suggest people are plugging in to the front of your amp, or do you do an, do an effects effect send or? I don't have an effects loop, so I, yeah, I want people plugging into the front. And um, you know, I mean, everybody talks about pedal platforms, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's kind of become a, a has it become a cliche yet? Um, I think everybody says their amp sounds great with pedals. Uh, the thing I like about my amp is, um, you know, it, it's a it's a it's a pedal platform with a little bit more personality than than you might be used to. So um, I know all the kids today are going back to rolling jazz choruses which is awesome but i want my amps to have a little bit of breakup a little bit of to be goodness that that adds even to the clean sound of of the guitar um and so yeah i i think that that happens when you plug into the front and you don't have an effects loop mm-hmm. that's not to say i won't ever i won't ever introduce one if, if i love the way it sounds but i like i kind of like how you know the delays get a little bit distorted when you when you're uh, running the amp kind of hard. I like mm-hmm. how you know some of the, some of the more ethereal effects kind of get a little edge to them. Right. When you do it that way. Right. Um, and then your uh, your actual he- you're more famous for the head units that you mm-hmm. that you've created uh, in the past, and that's all front end, right? That is also yeah, all, all front end. There's no there's no effects loop. And how how you you want to get into those a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, that is sort of the flagship that started it all. And that is inspired a lot by um, like a 1962 uh, Selmer treble and bass. The treble and bass is a little bit different than the Zodiac we talked about earlier um, in that it's, uh, well, wow, it's, it's 1962, but it's almost as loud as, as a 50 watt plexi. Um, pretty clean and loud at the same time. And uh, 
And that's the amp that, I, like I said, uh, going back to the, the work that I did for the Smashing Pumpkins, that's the amp that I heard uh, being being uh, overdriven with a fuzz that sounded so great to me. And uh, as a matter of fact, I was actually repairing one for another client uh, in in my shop, and a guy walked down the hall who I didn't know very well, who who had a space in my building, and said dude, what is that amp? That amp sounds incredible. And I said, not only does it sound incredible, take a look at this amp. And he's like, oh my God. And, uh, and <laughs> when I was done repairing it, he borrowed it for a couple hours and I couldn't believe the sounds that were coming out of down the hall. And, and I knocked on his door. I'm like, man, what is that amplifier you're playing? He's like, that's the amp you've been repairing. Like, <laughs> it is. Okay. Wow. wow. So, you know, I guess, you know, like I said in the, in the origin video on my site, we were, we were going to pretend like never happened. No, um, everybody was, needs to go watch that. That was where, that was where the path, uh, the path, le, 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 the path less traveled opened up to me. And I was like, you know, there's something kind of cool going on with these. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, so it's, and it's a, it's a little known amp. I mean, it's it, it just is. about every other amp's been covered, but I, I don't think anybody else is doing that, man. I, I think I think I'm alone right now. Yeah, yeah. that's a good thing, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Really good you thing. found a thing. That's right. Uh, and those, uh, so the film noir mm -hmm. uh, is is that a fit? That's a 50 watt amp, right? That's a 50 watt amp, and right. it, and it's now coming with uh, an extension cab that's uh, two twelves, uh, Celestian Greenbacks, or excuse me, Creambacks, um, and that is a flexback, so that can be opened up or or run as a closed back cab. Right. Right. What made you go with the creams instead of the greens or golds? Uh, just the lack of the lack of mid scoop. Um, the greenbacks have a mid scoop that I love. I played through them for years, and when I heard the uh, when I heard the creamback, I was kind of like, uh, "Wow, this is great! It's, it's great to hear a Celestian speaker that doesn't have that scoop." And I, and I just loved what I heard. Yeah, it's a little higher wattage too, isn't it? A little higher wattage, yeah. sixty-five watts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And it says, so it's not a, it's not a 412. So it's, it's still giggable. It's still, it's still not giggable. You can't gig with a full the half stack. I mean, I see loads of people do it. And I, yeah, it's like, wow. It all depends yeah. where you point the thing too. Sure. If you, yeah, if you can tilt it back, um, you know, the other thing is, does an Uber driver want to take your 412 to the <laughs> <gig> back? <laughs> you know, 212 yeah. is fine. That fits in the trunk. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I, I think you have done an excellent job with the styling of your amp. Cause like, look, let's face it. You don't want an amp that's lame looking. There are, out, lame there are amps out there that are lame looking. Let's just, we can be honest about that. We won't name names, but we, we don't, we know some of them and there are amps that are really cool looking. And I really dig how, how you have locked into the style of your amp. I, it is a beautiful amp and uh, you know, I thank so, you. That's off. That's hard to do. It's hard to kind of find a look, you know? Yeah, it's hard they, to find a look. I saw them at NAM. I thought they were awesome. I, right on. Yeah. So. Um, well, let's, uh, let's see. So we'll, we're going to take a quick departure from your, your new amp, which mm -hmm. I'm super psyched about and your flagship, which is also incredibly cool. And it's gotten you this far, but uh, your your actual history that led you up to this point. That's where I'd like to kind of like the origins talk about um, because it's really really interesting. And you know if, if you if you are choosing 
um, an amp or a pedal builder or a guitar builder, mm. knowing where that person came from and how they started and sort of what experience, especially when it comes to amps, um, yours is, it's, it's important to where you're at right now. So uh, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah, it's super important. Um, you first. Ask me anything. All right. All right. <laughs> Actually, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a, a super brief micro um, interval real quick. Or uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, when, you, when they... An when, interlude. Yeah, when the, when the... Intermission. The dancing hot dog and fries comes by. It's an intermission. <laughs> yes. But this pertains to this, okay? Weird. A little bit. Uh, we had a question from a, a listener named Nick Janner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, he's got, a, I got a question about rigs of the guitar gods of the past. Huh. Uh-huh. Why were they so simple compared to modern rigs? And oh. I don't think he's just talking about just the amp, like what, what's, what somebody needs to, to have in order to play from guitar yeah. to amp from, from, and everything from in between. guitar and everything in between. Right. I thought that was a fantastic question. I've actually been sitting on it for a while for the right time. And now's the time. That's a great question. <laughs> I got, That's a good I'm, drop, I'm excited about this. Yeah. So, uh, gentlemen, I open the floor to you. Yes. Tony? Got to have a curly cable. <laughs> yeah, of course. They're back. <laughs> I think a lot, a, has, cable. a lot of it has to do with, you know, basically, you know, just um, technology alone. I agree. What they had back then. That's what, what they, they had, had now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had what they had back then, and and you had to, you know, Put together and, and, and make art out of what you had. So I'm going to push on this question a little bit because I think where he might be going is like they were so simple, but we love those sounds. Mm-hmm. So if we love those sounds so much, why isn't everybody just playing the same stuff that everybody played back then? Because we would hate that limitation now. Ah. You know, you, now look at the pedals we've got. Oh, my God, it's crazy. It's, it's paralyzing to walk in, into, a, into a guitar store now. Or and you've got your choice between the pedal that goes, <laughs> but or exhilarating. We, we've also learned uh, how to preserve preserve our hearing because that stuff back then. That's also true. Yeah, they didn't have the sound reinforcement they have now. So yeah, they build amps back then to to cut through everything as you were talking about before. Therefore, mm-hmm. you're on stage. You're Jimi Hendrix. You know, you're you're blowing your ears out every gig. Speaking of Hendrix, I'm thinking of a picture that I remember that a paparazzi took of Jimi Hendrix leaving his his own gig, and he himself is carrying his fuzz face and his wah pedal. pedal. Yes, right. <laughs> it's great, and and you get. I mean, that kind of tells you right there. If if you were if you were Sid Barrett in, in uh, Pink Floyd, it'd be the same situation. You know, you you go to your gig. What are the tools of your trade? You're you're making otherworldly psychedelic music that's transporting people to a different place using two pedals and a non-master volume amp. Yeah, yep. and that's, that's incredible. That's it. Um, you know, fast forward to now, and and what we have is yeah, the ability to 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 do almost anything. Um, I don't know. Does that mean that players now are, are supposed to answer to an even more outlandish calling? Like, should you just be able to completely take a guitar to a, a totally different sonic place? I mean, that's kind of what you're being invited to do when you walk into a guitar store now. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, that's, uh, I, I think that also kind of goes into like, how, how are you as a player 
Yeah. You're totally relying on everything else except your playability. Um, you know, I, I have heard that if in some people's opinions that um, craft has actually gone down as a result of, uh, of technology that we have and an immediate sort of almost there-ness. Like you can get pretty dang close to anything you want without having to put quite as much effort into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fair to say the, those, those rigs of the past probably weren't very forgiving. <laughs> probably and not. now it's like you, you can get a lot of forgiveness on stage. <laughs> I you know, really can. I know I do. <laughs> um, there was a time in my touring career where I switched over to an, 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 an I'll not, I will not name it, an early modeling amp. And, uh, Mm. I remember getting off of that tour and realizing that it had changed the way that I had played because it was so forgiving and it was so undynamic. And that was kind of a cool thing for a specific time and a kind of music. But I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I used to have a Vox AC 30 that I would turn way the hell up and, uh, and put a pedal or two in front of it. And that was what I was doing. And this gave me all kinds of versatility. I'd never had before. I could get clean. I could get dirty, uh, all, all the touch of a button. It was all MIDI controlled. And then I was like, wow, I, I just don't have the same touch that I had after that. Right. You know, so there's, there's something to be said for both ways. Obviously we love all the options we have now. Well, it's, it's great to just, you know, you can choose between going, whoa, 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 and whoa, 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 you know, that's, that's, <laughs> there's such yeah. interesting idiosyncratic uh, technology out there being put into these pedals. Yeah. Um, it, it's it a tough call. Pretty remarkable. But you actually bring up a really interesting point. And I mean, I'm going, I think I might actually challenge myself to do this, which is, uh, and, and I'm not. I'm not necessarily playing like crazy ambient psychedelic or like, you know, a lot of the, you know, running massive modulation and all kinds Mm -hmm. of stuff like that. I'm, I'm still playing pretty straight. Um, getting comfortable playing with the pedals you have. Mm -hmm. I think an interesting challenge would be, okay, cool. Play your practice set with the pedals you have and then play just straight through the amp and see like, are you obviously that may not exactly sound the same from effect perspective, but it's mm-hmm. going to reveal probably a lot more flub a dubbery that you might be doing. Probably. Yeah. You know, uh, or to quote Wooly, uh, your sausage fingers. Sausage fingers. Right. So, oh. um, th- that's a, that's an interesting way to go about this. I think, um, I think I'm going to try that next time I practice. Don't we all kind of hide behind distortion a little bit when we're young players? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that, that covers up all kinds of, all kinds of flubbery. I yeah. like flubbery by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember a time where I didn't have enough money to go out to buy a distortion pedal or an amp that had good distortion. I had to use a tape player and plug into Whoa. the mic and then, you know, turn that gain all the way up to, I mean, yeah, I mean, the mother of invention, that's just how yeah. we, that's how we got by back then. That's how Keith Richards did. Absolutely spoiled. Uh, well, so anyways, that was a very, that's a really interesting question. Thank you for Nick, uh, to Nick Jenner for sending that yeah, in. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, please send more questions in like that. It was great. And I think it was at a perfect timing. So Thanks, Nick. talking about, you know, the, them old days, I guess, if you will, mm. uh, how did you come up in all this business, man? Yeah. I know that's a really big question. Um, so maybe we can just start with like, what, what bug bit you and how? 
what bug bit me. So I said earlier that my parents were big glam rock fans and I sort of grew up with, um, with Ziggy Stardust and T-Rex as my kind of like my nursery rhymes. Yeah. Um, by virtue of my parents and, uh, and they had a love of music that they never really, um, you know how we all have this music we love when we're 17 and then we stop and that's just kind of where it's at. So they never really stopped. They just kept on exploring music and they gave me, they kind of gave me that love of music and where did I go with that? Let's see. I, uh, Oh, I started off playing bass and, uh, and I spent most of the, uh, most of the nineties on the road playing bass and then guitar. Um, I was in a band called hum and then a band called menthol. Um, we actually came out to Ohio a fair amount. Um, yeah. Let's see. It started in Athens because that was the first place that where we could get a gig outside of uh, my hometown, then of Champaign. Great party uh, place. Great party place. Uh, there was some. Is Cincinnati the one that has the um, the laundromat meets, um, or at least in the nineties, the laundromat meets rock club that I want to say was That's called Sudsy. Well, there's one in Columbus right now. Is that Sudsy Malone's? Oh, I don't know where that is. Susie Malone's. That might be Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There was stashes. I remember. Mm. Yes. We loved our stashes here. And, uh, and then there was a lot of Euclid Tavern in, uh, in, on the east side of Cleveland. Yep. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I I gotta, I gotta admit, I'm, I'm a little bit stuck on like your mom singing like Fox on the run with like silver lipstick (laughs) as, as you're going night, night uh, to your lava lamp. It, it kind of worked that way. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty funny. That's awesome. I wish I would have grown up that way. I think <laughs> I, you know, you're, if you were exceptionally loud one night, uh, did they yell up and you say, "Belthazar, <laughs> what's all the noise?" And you said, "Hey, it's a ballroom blitz." <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, come on, Tony. Boy. All right, I can do better. That's right. I need I need more time. Okay, so anyway, we didn't even talk about sweet. We talked about uh, yeah. Ziggy Stardust. Yes, and, indeed. And, uh, <laughs> So anyways, back to Balthazar, Tony. Let's talk about um, Balthazar. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So then you got, you dipped into, uh, guitar and bass. So then what happened? There was guitar, there was bass. Um, there was, yeah, there was the nineties. There was touring in the nineties. Uh, there was record making in the nineties. So you were, you were a touring musician in the nineties. I was a touring musician. Yeah. Yeah. I pretty much was on the road for most of that decade. And then I got off the road and tried to figure out what I could do staying in one place. Um, and that was audio engineering. So then I recorded bands, um, and I spent about 10 years doing that. So I worked, uh, mainly out of Chicago and, uh, and that taught me a lot about, that taught me a lot about guitar tones. I mean, that, that was what I was doing, um, full time was just recording rock bands. And then when you say it taught you about a lot about guitar tones, did it teach you a lot about guitar tones from just like, Oh, these are guitar tones. Or did it teach you how, like, did you learn like, Oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. I need to know how to fix this. Um, well, a lot of, <laughs> I need to know how to fix this. Um, I mean, in, to the extent that I could fix things uh, that were wrong with the way that a guitar part would sound, um, I learned what I could and couldn't fix. I couldn't make people play better. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't. There's nothing I could say or coach anybody that could make them a better player um, in in five minutes. Sure. And I and I had to learn that because at first I was like, what can I do here to make this you know to make this go better than it's going? And I had to kind of learn that like there wasn't much. The, the person was already bringing the skills that they had. Uh, and they were either, either going to have them that day or they weren't, uh, luckily they, they usually had them. <laughs> so, um, I spent about 10 years doing that. And then somewhere along the line, I became the guy in the studio that could always be called upon to fix things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, why? And I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> you know how to I, fix stuff. Well, I think, yeah, but, I think, but it's like so, so, it, like you just don't automatically fix you stuff. Just, yeah, like, you just don't automatically fix stuff. I, you know, I just I, yeah, I just had a, that kind of passion to figure out why why things work the way that they did and why things weren't working if they weren't. Yep. So I just had the, just had that curiosity. Like I said, I just kind of had to know, and cool. I guess other people just sort of something would break. It's not helping us in right now, I throw it to the side and, and I don't care why, but it's not helping us. And I was like, well, why isn't this working? Um, and so it's sort of my career kind of evolved into, into fixing things. And then I, um, I spent the next 10 years really just, just doing that. I was work, working in recording studios, fixing mainly uh, vintage tape machines, uh, recording consoles, all the stuff that's all the old breakable, but awesome sounding stuff that's in recording studios. And that, you know, that path led me through. Uh, my time with the Smashing Pumpkins, which th- th- that was a sort of s- a situation where you had somebody who was almost like a Noah's Ark approach to to recording stuff and to guitar stuff. And at first, I actually kind of walled myself off from guitar world. I, I just wanted to be responsible for for the recording stuff. Um, and then when things kind of got slow, I would look for ways to contribute. So I was like, hey, you know, I'm not doing that much. I'm going to start working on this guitar. And I- so I'm a, as anybody who's listened to the show, I'm a huge pumpkins fan and we've had Jeff on a couple times. Jeff. Schroeder. Oh, nice. Great. Okay. Um, what, what were you exactly working or were you doing studio work for them? Was it tour work? I was, I was never on the road with them. I was, I was a studio technician. So I would set up the tape machines before they would record. I would figure out why things in the studio weren't working. I would do all the wiring. Uh-huh. Um, I would, what, what album, what era is this? Uh, it's about 2009 till about March of this year. Wow. Awesome. That was a long run. Yeah. That was a long run. And yeah, so I, I along the way I got to, I got to play around with this sort of, we'll, we'll call it a fleet of guitar amplifiers and sometimes help set up the live rigs. Um, and just look for any way I could to, to, to help out. And, uh, I was going to say, it's kind of strange, right? I, I spent my whole twenties playing guitar in bands. I've always been around music. You would, and then I've always been around electronics. So you would think that I would really have a, a long background with guitar amps. The truth is, um, I actually in my forties started messing around with guitar amps and doing repairs on them and was like, why, why haven't I been doing this the whole time? Cause I fell in love with them and they fell in love with me. Yeah. Um, guitar amps that is. And, uh, and I, it was a, it was, it did not take much of a learning curve for me to, to go from the studio side of things to, to working on the amps. Well, and that yeah. started like a lot of hobbyists. Um, I, you know, I, I, I bought a kit for, you know, a JTM 45 kit and I built that. And then I, I built a sort of a Vox inspired kit and then I built a Tweed Deluxe kind of kit. Interesting. Well, and you, and so it, that, it's a gateway drug. Right, right. The kits. We've found that. We've had a couple listeners actually start building kits and sharing that experience with us, which is really cool. But I think that's what I was referring to uh, Mm -hmm. earlier on, you know, in the interview was you have somebody who's building amps who, who not only has been, who's spent a lot of time fixing a lot of things. So, you know, how to make something Mm -hmm. so that it, it doesn't end up needing to be fixed. You know, that's the goal. Uh, but you also (laughs) have been around a a huge amount of, of, like you said, Noah's Ark equipment. I mean, pumpkins, especially famous for loads of different kinds Mm -hmm. of of instruments and equipment. So you've heard 
all the yeah. things that sound great, all the things that sound okay, all the things that sound bad. I heard all the things. Right. So you put mm-hmm. that combination. And yeah, you it say, gave me a great go build great perspective. An amp, right. Yeah. No, you're 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 kind of hitting the nail on the head in the sense that like I got to hear everything, and then I heard this thing that uh, really shined, and was this was something that I, I don't think a lot of a lot of people get to hear on this side of the Atlantic. Uh, summers were made in the UK. Summer started off. Summer. Summer was and is a French company that started in the in the thirties. They made um, saxophones, and some, my suspicion oh, is that the yeah. the, the alligator uh, on the amps might be left over from the, the saxophone cases. Ah. Yeah, because it looks kind of saxophone yeah. case, doesn't it? It, it well, you know? yeah. I mean, there's big nineteen fifties. You know, not a lot of people bold enough to use silver alligator <laughs> on, <laughs> on their on anything, <laughs> um, right? Well, man, on I, anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, uh, you, you know, you have your new release out, which I encourage everybody make sure you get over to the, to the Balthazar, uh, website to, to check that out. Um, and you, you have this new amp out. You were, you were making the film noir for several, mm-hmm. for, for a while. And now you broke out with this. What's what's kind of next? Oh, there's a lot that's next. Um, so we talked about the Zodiac, which you s- fell in love with uh, in Nashville. Yeah. Um, Zodiac is something I get a lot of requests to do to do my take on. Um, so that's really important to me. Uh, and that's that. Hence the magic eye, right? That I'm right. that I'm looking for the the hidden warehouse full of. Um, there's that. But then I'll, also I want to get get even smaller. Um, I. Uh, I recently stumbled across an amp that, that I thought has a lot of potential for, for inspiration. And, and that's actually, it's an, another oddball, but it's an American oddball. And it's, it's the Vox, um, the Vox Cambridge reverb, which you walk into any pawn shop and you, it's like a roll of the dice. A Vox Cambridge reverb could be a horrible sounding solid state thing. It could also just be, um, this phenomenal sounding, really small tube amp that I would kind of put up there with like, uh, with like a blackface Princeton. Really? But imagine a blackface Princeton, yeah, with a more British vibe with EL eighty uh, fours instead of six V sixes. That sounds and it is awesome. a cool, yeah, right. I mean, it is a cool sounding amp with bias tremolo and spring reverb and uh, and just you know it's yeah again it'll it'll fit very easily in the Uber driver's trunk. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. Well, I'm that's what's on the horizon for me. Yeah, I was I was. I, I'm very excited by uh, what, where you're going now because I've got to be honest. Like, uh, for I've been watching you for a while, and you've you've had the, oh, right the film noir head, the head, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I really was. This guy was making a, a combo, <laughs> then you <laughs> then you did a combo. I was like, ah, you <laughs> were you were not alone. Yeah. Does it creep you out <laughs> at all that Todd's been watching you all this while? <laughs> I apparently next to a whiteboard with an underwear cartoon on fire. I mean, yeah. Well, you didn't you didn't see the shot of me like um, you know leaning back and 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 slowly putting lipstick on with oh. <laughs> like Steve Buscemi, <laughs> <laughs> crossing it off. Wow, and then things get one. weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so hey, speaking of weird, um, let's transfer over to uh, Jared. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to tell everybody that it's time for Would You Rather? All right. All righty, righty, righty. Well done. This week's Would You Rather is from a good friend of ours named Jim Lad Lad Lookalike. 
that's his uh, Instagram name. Yeah, we mentioned right? him on a, on a, a previous episode uh, recently. Uh, he he got he just sent in a bunch of stuff. So right. We'll take it. All right. Well, one of the things he sent was a, a really good "Would You Rather," and he is from Bristol. Uh, UK in a band called the Stiff Joints. Yeah. Maybe he's a little up there in age. I don't know, but why else would they call it that? Mm. So <laughs> maybe he's got arthritis. <laughs> I, I don't think it has you know, to do with that. Anyways. Or maybe. I'm just speculating. <laughs> yeah. So would you yeah. rather would you rather completely forget how to play all musical instruments and relearn from scratch or Forget all of the music you've ever heard. Wow. I, I got to tell you just really quick. When I heard this, when I saw this rather, I actually got like, I got sad. Like, and I, I'm not, I'm not making a did. joke. I actually kind of got sad that, 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 that could happen. Mm. Is that something to do with that Beatles movie? Where no, nothing to do everybody with Everybody forgets movie. about the Beatles. Wa- no, no. Which no. is a great movie. By Anyways. The way. Mr. Baloney. Wow, that's a tough one because when you think about it, so if you can remember all the music, at least you have those memories and you can kind of hear that and, you know, to not be able to play something and have to relearn. I mean, I remember how horrible it was to learn Kumbaya and Michael Rowe, the boat ashore kind of things using the Mel Bay system. Man, you sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to go with forgetting uh, how to play the musical instruments and having to relearn them. Okay. That's what I'm going with. I think it's the, the lesser of two evils. Okay. I mean, at least I have I to can... agree. Well, why don't you, on that segue, go ahead. Uh, first of all, it's kind of a terrifying question, right? Because we're all kind of cursed with this love of music and playing it. It really yeah. is. I agree. Uh, and the thought of having to do with, you know, I like Tony's idea because at least it opens. It, it maintains the possibility that you can get back to where you were. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, you totally have, and, and you can have it all because you you're going to remember your music, all the music you've heard, and you're going to hopefully uh, relearn how to play. Um, yeah. What is that's that's a that's a cruel question. It really to, is. To ask a music lover. That's like that's a I feel like maybe that's how people think in Bristol. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a Bristol is thing. It, if you're from Bristol, tell us if that's yeah. the case. <laughs> tough town. Yeah, tough, rough. Holy <laughs> mackerel. Uh, Jared. I'm gonna look at it differently because I I wish I could go back and just listen to everything for the first time again. Uh, okay. And oh, I wish that's I could. Very interesting. That's yeah, an interesting take. It is, and I, I and also learning as well. I mean, could, either or I'd be fine with. But let's go with forget all the music I've ever heard, because I I would love to experience the first time hearing it again. Why wow, not? That's deep, man. That's a great point. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, this made me like, uh, my heart ached when I read this. I'm not joking because I, music is so important to me. And when I hear a song on the radio, I remember exactly where I was mm. the first time I heard it. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I have a flashback to what was going on in my life. Who was I with? How did it make me feel? What did I do after? What did that drive me to? What was my next sort of like, well, I like this. What else can I find like this? And 
those musical memories, like I, from from songs I heard ages ago, I still know all the lyrics to it. It comes on the radio. I can I I know where every symbol hit is. I know everything because it was so impactful to me, and I wouldn't trade that in for anything. Mm. If I if I never played another musical instrument, I wouldn't trade that in for having those, having that music impact my life in the way that it did. I think that's great. Cause that's what drove me to make music. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 I want to bring up one more point on my decision. I mean, say, say you actually, tonight. say you actually get your wish. You get your wish and you forget everything you've ever heard. It's not a wish. It's a curse. It's a curse. Not really. If, if Achy Breaky Heart came on the radio, I wouldn't miss that reference. You would enjoy it. I would not enjoy that song. If Enter Sandman came on the radio. That's another terrible song. There you go. Well, of course, I'm bringing up terrible songs. because Because it's the first, you wouldn't. Turn the channel right away. You would listen to hear what it is because it was the first you time would. you would. Yes, I would. You would. I would because you'd never heard it before. It's hard to to put yourself uh, back into that mindset, but Oof. you would. Like, okay, let's let's flip the switch. Uh, <laughs> Are you changing your mind right now? No, no, no. no. Let's <laughs> let let's go from bad to good. Stairway to heaven. Yeah. For, what about it? Listening that for the first time again. That would be. Awesome, but see that that's the that's the magical thing it's, about music, and not to quote Doug Henning, but uh, uh, <laughs> that's a throwback. Um, I heard I heard about him. I never saw him or anything. Um, anyways, um, the same thing when you hear that on the radio, the reason you go yes is because it your brain goes like, yeah. "Hey, remember that thing." Yeah, it, it, it's not like you are hearing it for the hundredth time. It's you're hearing it for the first time again. Wow, hearing it for the That's first time point. again. I'll, I'll give yeah. you that. I'll give Thank you that. I appreciate that. Of course. Oh, man, what a great question. Thank you for sending that in. That really, that was maybe that one was of the good deeper one. ones that we've had. Yeah, yeah that, that's that, something you would ask when you were high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. It would. Yeah. Come or, down to my shop yeah, and spray okay. some lacquer. Yeah. That's like a college party. <laughs> I guess so. Afterwards or question. A, or a guitar knobs question. Okay. Or a guitar knobs question. All righty. Um, Tony, yes, hook us up real quick here, real and then quick. and then we're gonna and then we're gonna let everybody know where they can find everything about everything they heard tonight. Ah, oh, that sounds like a premonition. So, at this point in the show, there's a group of people that we like to thank. Yep, we'd like to thank all of our patrons on Patreon. And no, somebody, I just heard someone out there say, "What? What? What did he just say?" Patrons. That's right, patron on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to give you the 411 on Patreon. You go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar, the guitar knobs. Thank you, Jared, for your assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see there are different levels that you can be a patron of this podcast. And from you know very little money to a little bit more, but still not breaking the bank kind of thing and at each level you go you get some nice prizes and 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 all kinds of fun stuff you got barefoot buttons and picks and stickers and t-shirts and all kinds of stuff good stuff and the level that is the coolest in my opinion level but not the top is the executive 
producer. Oh, it sounds so good when you say it. Executive producer. That's right. So in addition to all that fun stuff that you get for being a patron, Jared, what happens? Well, like tonight, what you're about to do, you get your have your name read on the thing. Man. You get your name read on the thing, that's and that's right. what I'm going to do right now. Do it. And at the end, you're going to say, and now you know the, the rest, rest of, the, of story. the story. Page two. <laughs> that's right, man. <laughs> so let's start with our original, Mr. Tom Barazin. I love All him. right. We love our Tom Barazin. That's right. Uh, how about Martin Cliff? Yes, sir. John Daly? Mm. Sean S. Chris Kearney? Doug, Darren Gregory? Doug Christ? Uh, Michael Van Zant, Brad Partridge? Corey Nigro? Ken Sayers? Jonathan Jerusik? Brian Robison? Michael Senchuk? Michael McVeigh? Rick Lenglou? Stefan Lamb? Johnny Knowles? Anthony Lanthrop? John Englund? Tyler Bray? Tyg Harmon, Chris Heidel, John Esterly, Kim Nowak, and Doug Gann. Doug. Yes. Thank you, each and every one of you. And even if you don't get your name read on the thing, we thank, thank you. you, too. Thank yep. you. Thank Corey you. Corey Nagro, the guy from Boston, the cop. He's a cop and a... Yeah. All right. Cool dude. Hey, Wicked cool. Uh, legit. Everybody, thank you so very much for doing that. If you have questions about that, if you're like, hey, I need to know a little bit more about this, you can hit us up. We'll tell you. you yeah. Don't, you don't even have to jump in feet first. We can talk about it, man. You contact me directly. Yeah, or me. Just, just bypass uh, Todd. Uh, try try me, though. <laughs> um, so, uh, Balthazar, where can people find you? You can find me at www.balthazaraudiosystems.com How about on Instagram? Same at symbol balthazaraudiosystems.com. Excuse me. <laughs> Start that one again. Can I clap now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Instagram is at uh, at symbol Balthazar Audio Systems. Awesome. Uh, nice. We highly encourage everybody to go check out his work uh, and go and watch that video that we were mentioning. It's, it's really interesting. And you'll hear even more about what his background is and why you should be considering uh, a Balthazar uh, amp and especially this new release. And keep your eyes on new stuff coming from him. Including I know I the magic will. eye. I'm gonna, start, magic I'm gonna start saving my paper route <laughs> gotta money. Find like those tape decks. It's gonna be a new segment on your show. I'm gonna sell all my pedals and all my guitars and I won't even have anything to play with, but I'll and have then, a, and then I'll you'll forget all the music. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Tony, how about yourself? Let's just say you want to get a special pick guard. Mm-hmm. A custom pick guard, if you will. Go over to pickguardian.com. Uh, say you got a strat a strat or you got a jazz master that you want to put p90s in big old p90s like our good contest winner did. that's right that's right will Will there be lacquer yes (laughs) well (laughs) yeah most likely yeah (laughs) we'll get some lacquer at least lacquer thinner hey but that's a good point i want to just step on that real quick is we had for our patrons we had a special giveaway where we gave away a set of Brandon Wound pickups of their choice Lucky. and a custom pick card from Tony. That's and right. We're going to do more stuff like that with, uh, with, you know, other builders and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, yes, that's another reason I'm just saying, uh, free magic eyes. Maybe everybody wants <laughs> free Zodiacs. Oh uh, boy. Anyway, I'll I'll just go over, go over to pickguardian.com. There's a link to get to my email. Shoot me an email. Uh, other contact information is there. If you want to see some of the cool projects that I've been working on, go uh, to the Instagram, and that's Pick Guardian and the number one. Awesome. You're 
20 minutes are up. Jared? If you need stuff, just go to my thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you need pickups, go to brandonwildpickups.com and uh, feast your eyes on what you can buy. That's right. right. Anything you don't see, get a hold of me. Uh, Jared at Brandon Pickups. And he does a fine job, I Thank have you. to say. I, yeah, I mean, I, absolutely. I've been happy with everything he's done for me. I get and asked. You'll, you'll be happy too. I get asked about the the, the guitars and, that I play every show. And I love you guys. I'm, I'm for legitimately great stuff. Thank you. You can hit me up on Instagram. Just send me a direct message uh, at Guitar Knobs. You can also shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarknobs.com, and uh, we really look forward to hearing it. Send us your would you rathers. We would love to read those on the air, everybody. And questions. And questions. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Uh, pro- provoke us. Provoke us into answering questions. It's not really the same. I was going to say like provocateur. Anyways. All <laughs> right. Uh, everybody have an awesome weekend. Thank you so much to Balthazar Delay of Balthazar Audio Systems Woo-hoo! for joining us tonight. We were looking forward to this and you delivered, man. It's been a pleasure. Yep. So exciting. Thanks All so much, right. Everybody, we'll talk to you later. Have a great weekend. Subscribe! Yeah. 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 No, I got a sandwich. Ooh. What did I eat last night? I just need one more because I'm a nut job, right? What did I eat last time? Oh. See you later. Get I'm liquored gonna, up here oh, for he's, four on he's the floor. Gotta... Oh, I got the burger, right? I'm not following I will you. I follow. That. I don't follow you. I got a sand. I got something with fries. Keep okay. your fifty paws off my silky drawers. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it was some melt pet turkey. It was a turkey burger. That's right. You asked for more fries. With that bacon chipotle mayo. Didn't have any cake. I ate that burger so fast I can't even remember. I didn't have the soup. I had something else, so I know I did. Ba- yeah, I should have said I want the basket of fries. Should have. We will. We will just weather the weather the course. Wait, is that right? Stay the course. Stay the course and weather the weather storm. Weather the storm. That's right. Right. And then I had the sweet potato fries, and I had something else beyond that. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at the guitar for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time